Hi, I'm Prophet Nati. Thanks for listening to the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Meditate with us every Monday as we seek to educate you on the latest developments and personal stories of those shaping the cannabis economy across the region. Now here's your program. Welcome back to the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Always a pleasure having you here and always a pleasure having our guests taking the time to join us today. Today we have an energetic, engaging young man from Barbados, Martin Victor from Hemp Technology Solutions. And we'll just be sharing our story, sharing the story of their business as well as his own personal story. So Martin, how are you today? I'm doing great, Prophet Nasty. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great, man. Vibes in here in Trinidad as usual. Place a little bit hot, but it's windy, so I'm thankful for that, man. You got to be, man. If you would drop down out here, boy. <laughs> so yeah, man. So tell me, you're, you're young. You're the managing director at Hem Technology Solutions. How was that partnership form? How did you join um, Hem Technology Solutions? Well, I, it was conceptualized in 2019, the idea of Hem Technology Solutions, right? And over the the two years after 2019, we spent that time trying to find our our footing legally. So I am one of the founders of Hemp Technology Solutions. So in that, I just wanted to to then describe to you, you know, that you know I'm not I didn't come onto this team. I was here from inception in 2019 all the way till our full registration legally in 2021, and you know, I, and I will be here for for a while because I'm. I am the founder with the vision, I say. <laughs> so that 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 is that is how I got into this post. I have to know these solutions. Okay, lovely. So as the founder, what is M Technology Solutions and what is the mission of your I appreciate that question, man. I guess sometimes the company history. Well, Hemp Technology Solutions is a specialized horticultural equipment provider as well as consulting firm, right? It's, we're essentially focused on Connecting hobbyists, professionals, and commercial entities with you know the established, proven, and um, I would I would go to say industry-specific technologies, you know, as well as veteran knowledge. That's very important to us, and in that we're supplying the most effective and efficient, as well as sustainable products and consulting services, yeah, to meet all magnitudes of the cultivation, processing, and storage needs within the medical cannabis industries whether that be locally in Barbados, where we were founded and where we're expanding from, or whether that be in St. Vincent, Trinidad, or Jamaica. We are, we are fully committed to supporting, being that support sector for the medical cannabis industry when it comes to equipment and knowledge-based solutions. Okay, nice. So you're the founder as well as you have a vision. So in, in terms of the equipment in terms of the consultancy that you provide you want to give us a little insight as to what exactly y'all assist these persons who are trying to enter the medical cannabis industry with that's a brilliant question we can actually we can actually help people from the ground up essentially from the beginning of their business plan to even you know maybe two years into operation they 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 had they come to us we specifically what i would like to speak about is our consultations because our product launch is actually in spring 2022. So for, since our, our fully legal, um, registration, we've been focusing on our consulting and our knowledge space solutions. So for the stakeholders within this industry, with our consultings, we can consult whether it be for products themselves. So that would be under our product consultation, 
which I will get into and describe after I, of course, you know, describe to you the other forms of consultation that we do. We also do process solutions, which is essentially consulting, but based on two things, two pieces of data. The data that we have, that is what we view to be the most effective and efficient way to go about things, and the data that you have, which is what you're currently doing or what you currently proposed that, what you currently propose you want to do. So, with these pro- with these process solutions, what we do is we compare and contrast the two to try and see well how how can we get let's say your trimming and sorting to be more optimal or let's say your how do we get your drying room to be as efficient as what's example uh, another example greenhouses you know because they're different types of different makes models and and ideal um, structures for our industry and for specific price points. So we look at all of these things between between process solutions as well as our product consultations to really give our clients and even our currently paying clients and even our potential clients the the best insight into the industry as possible. Um, with our product consultations, if you're if you're still following me perfectly, the product consultations we we cross all of the standards in the industry. So from lighting. To, to media, to pots, trays, and things like domes. You know, so we, so we look at, we look at various things to, to satisfy, um, outdoor growing greenhouse, which is a hybrid kind of setup growing or fully, fully indoor structures. So this is, these are all the things that we're focusing on via our consult, our consultations and process solutions consultations. Okay. That's actually, um, a wide range of different consultancy services that y'all offer, especially being as young as y'all are. I'm only two years, two years old. A lot of persons usually stick to one type of um, consultancy, whether it be process or whether it be product. Um, so it's great that y'all are not just limiting um yourselves as well as your clients and potential clients in terms of the different types of consultancy services that y'all y'all offer. With set and being set actually to also launch the equipment that y'all are planning in twenty twenty two. In terms of actually getting into a consultancy service, um, a lot of persons usually want to opt into being to setting up their own grow house or their own greenhouse out there outdoor growing or they actually work in terms of distribution in terms of retail of the product what was the the vision or the understanding that you all had to actually say you know what we want to set up a consultancy service for medical cannabis rather than actually getting into it ourselves what was the thought process there the thought process was actually quite simple in my in my opinion it was this we're not experts in growing. I, I'm not an expert in growing. I, you know, so I, I didn't see myself in the, in the cultivation sphere. I didn't see myself in the processing sphere because I'm not, I'm not a chemist or anything like that. There's nothing valuable that I can bring to these particular license, license categories. And when it comes to even distribution and retailing, you know, uh, even though, even though selling it and being a people person is part of the, this current position, it's, it's still not, a goal of, it's still just not a goal of ours. You know, we, we, we think that with the knowledge already available, um, based on other markets and case studies within those markets, it's best that someone has to play that role of, of set, like, like going through these things and filtering, like filtering the information out and getting the, the key and the most 
the most influential of informations so that when we're in a budding industry, we're able to have direction and confident direction of that to 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 meet to meet international standards, regional standards, so you can actually be competitive and not just not just not just growing just for growing sake. So we we did not see ourselves, we didn't see any value that we would bring to those operations if we were licensed to, um and if we were a licensed entity within these individual categories. So that that's what essentially shifted our focus to being part of the support sector for industry rather than being one of the big the big fish in the in the pond. Yeah man, definitely I it's an important role in the industry that a person sometimes overlook, you know person's all about the hype about growing the best bud, being the best distributor and retailer of the product and these different things. But what what our region really needs at this time and you said it was the information and filtering the most important information because getting into the industry there's a lot of complexities. A lot of it's a lot of going through law, learning administrative rules and duties. Um, how to properly set up your establishment so you don't run into the into the law and these different things. Because we're just coming out of that illegal, that illicit trade. So um the this aspect is very important. So it's great that you all are touching on that. In terms of actually getting the information and assisting persons, what would you say is some of the biggest challenges that you all have faced in terms of getting that information and distributing it back to your, your clients? One of the biggest challenges that we've that we've faced through, through doing trying to achieve that is is actually not getting the target not hitting the target in who we're trying to reach you know we have a lot of professional growers who have reached out and we've of course assisted with the professional growth but when it comes to the <clears throat> magnitude of of the of the assistance that can be offered we see more we see larger benefits helping commercial clients who are harder to come by because of the i wouldn't say the bureaucracy, I wouldn't say the slowness of the application process, but I would say that, you know, being in our position, we can move faster than those who are waiting on license, licenses and whatnot. Um, so that, so that, so that is one of the biggest challenges when it comes to the information. It's not, it's not getting it and it's not filtering through it because, you know, being in the Caribbean, we know that's what we need. So it's definitely being able to reach our target market. In a, in a very efficient manner, so we're not so we're not essentially playing catch up when it comes to their business plan, or not being able to offer them the the most ideal information when they need it by. Because again, gathering and sifting through and filtering through information isn't a job that can be done overnight. It's something that takes at least a week to make sure that you not only you found all the possible sources with the possible information, but you've also cross-reference and then not only that but you have to make sure that you have you know your own your own database of information that you can link it all to so that your information is not just vague and it's not just um it's not just beautifully said but it's also backed up by 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 actual um literature that can help the process in all of its on all of its um possible aspects yeah man you're incorporating a, a lot of analysis and data from from what i'm I'm hearing so kudos to you and your team for actually taking that um that initiative and putting that behind um the work that you all do in terms of both getting the information as well as um providing it it back in terms of actually dealing with the industry from inception though in terms of just the overall look and experience of the medical cannabis industry in barbados 
what are your, your general thoughts and your, your feelings towards it? Which part you all are at um, right now as a country? I think that I'm not going to say that I'm satisfied because that, that would be a lie. I think there's much to be desired with our industry. And I think this because the approach to it didn't fully make sense to me, you know, because if I, if I, I don't want to get political or anything, but if we're looking at it objectively, if you're looking to, you know, set up an industry within your country that, that has a lot of controversy behind it and that has a lot of people who are, are, or un, I would say unjustly treated within your country who actually engage in that, in that general industry, you know, you should really focus on the grassroots. You should focus on the people within your country who actually engage in the use of the product, engage in the growing of the product, and engage in the processing of the product, whether that be recreationally, which generally isn't seen within our region, or whether that be based on their religion, which is something we actually do see within our religion. So when it comes to our landscape, I would have preferred a more strategic approach. You know, you make sure that the people within your country who can be the, the biggest assets to the industry are taken care of and not discriminated against for practices that they've been doing for decades, dare I say centuries, you know. So that's information, again, that cannot be replicated or found elsewhere. You know, you build a certain type of culture within your country when it comes to cannabis and when it comes to even, you know, cannabis are specifically medical cannabis. Uh, therefore, with that being said, I, I I would have hoped that that with our industry that we would have given credit where credit is due to the Rastafarians who was suffered decades of, of you know oppression via the law. I mean to practice their own religion, you know, and even now like we we see that there's a there's a, some legislation that allows for Rastafarians to engage at their churches with um, cannabis. But even then, we have sources within the Rastafarian community saying that that is lip service. You know, the legislation may exist on, on Google Docs or whatever, whatever downloadable platform they have, but in reality, it's not practice. And that, and that's a huge disadvantage to us as a country in our quest to find our own identity with cannabis. So that's something that I, that I, that I personally have a qualm with within the industry. Yeah, man, that's unfortunate to hear. Um, I actually got some feedback from uh, about Abijan. And he would have made reference to that same thing where the, the law in terms of um, Rastafari is, is lip service. Because he would have been explaining to me that they're still getting fight down, they're still getting that oppression from from the law, even when they're growing their crops, using their crops, etc. And in terms of actually reaching to that point though, and I know that you all would have had consultation more than likely, I know that the BMCCLA does offer, provide those some um, type of um, consultations to get feedback terms of regulations do do you all have like a group or a body of cannabis uh, ngos or cannabis um, companies such as yourself that actually assist in lobbying to to better implement um strategy in terms of the law that's a brilliant question um prophet nati because we recently did have reach out to and had a brief conversation with a, an activism page in our country called Cannabis Barbados, right? That that's the that, yeah, that's the page that is trying to do cannabis activism and advocacy from a grassroots or African-centered perspective, you know. And this this is one of the groups that we actually engage with with our via our company. So we we have reached out to them and let them know that well, in the future, whatever initiatives that there are that we can also play a part in in bolstering or supporting. 
or even or even marketing, we will play the necessary the necessary part. I mean, it's it's not a large group of it's not a large group of NGOs, but it's it is one that we believe that really is authentic and genuine with their passions and and just truthfully just looking for play and level playing field. And and Prophet Nati, before we continue, based on the based on my last response, I just would like to say that when I highlight you know the misrepresentations between you know this legislation and what actually happens in real life, you know this is this is more so to to speak to the the fact that that's a problem within the Caribbean. We tend to go about things either too quickly or too you're too slowly, and you know the problem with this is that we went about it too quickly. Having, as I said, having the, a labor force within your country that can actually be skilled within this particular craft prior to large corporations getting their, getting their share of the, of the, of the uh, market, you know, that really does give confidence to the average citizen within a country. And, and, you know, and I'm sure that the people that you spoke to regarding the same topic, they, they are probably, they're probably also um, upset about the the speed towards this medical cannabis this medical cannabis act because you know as as the, we did say it's lip service that they cannot can, cannot actually practice what this piece of legislation has said that they could practice you know and that and that's very important to have that asset the asset of the people of a country rather than having these as again large corporations bring in their teams down here to teach us about a plant that we've lived with you know we can we can easily have our own information that we can share with these people and as i said through collaboration and through comparing and contrasting data we're able you you'll be able to even not 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 i would say tailor tailor your processes and your practices towards a country and the culture that you live in and that's something that's missing from our industry yeah i couldn't say it more brilliantly because even my me doing my own research and reaching out to persons a lot of persons actually are those big corporations or would have had links with the big corporations. Uh, it, it's always sad to see that we would always reach out outside first rather than utilize the people who have been dealing with the plant for, for all those decades, as you would have rightfully said. There's, a, there's always a, a, a... How to put it? Yeah, it is a discrepancy in terms of how they go about um, dealing with it. From a law perspective, sometimes I'm, I'm in the middle because... One, we're dealing with a, a plan that persons often misunderstand. A lot of times, persons looking for the highest THC amount in, in a plant, whereas that may not be the best thing for suited for everyone. So it's all about understanding the chemical process of the plant, how that interacts with the body and these different things. So I understand the medical approach, however, as you said, in terms of doing it too quickly, that's where the problem um, does come in, where we first start it and then look to educate the persons as well as um, train people. Whereas the, the bottom-up approach, as you rightfully would have described, is actually educating the people, training the people, um, the same ones who have been dealing with the plant, so that they know, now begin to understand what is cannabinoids, what is terpenes, all these different things. Most of, most of the growers, they may understand what qualifies as good bud, as we just say. But in terms of the actual chemical processing of it, the manufacturing of it, sometimes these things are, are missed and it is needed. I know that right now the, there's a partnership with UEKville as well as I believe it's BIM Medical in terms of actually starting, yeah, they're actually starting training and education. I know I'm out of the University of the West Indies, Kevil. 
but it's still that back to front approach as, as you would have described. But I would like to um, place my trust in my people across the region that we, we would um, be mindful of these things and actually push and advocate strategically for the right implementation of the, these laws and regulations. So I would like to believe it's a, it's a stepping stone. I don't, I don't want to put the card before the horse and see, and see what's happening, you know? Yeah, well said, well said. I mean, I, I, would even say, I would even go as far to say that, you know, the, the, the public-private partnership in which BIM Medical Cannabis and UE have, you know, that is even something that, that I personally believe could have been better. You know, we're not here to, we're not here to bring down our fellow, our fellow businesses, but, you know, you can do things better. You can make sure that, well, this, this course isn't just going to be for medical professionals, you know, which is, which is, again, which is you are doing something, but you're not doing quite enough. Cause if you want to actually engage in empowering the people of a country to engage in, in an industry, as you said, the first thing you should worry about is the access to education and information. And I personally don't believe that it, that it lies within medical professionals to understand something first, but I believe that it should be this, the average citizen who should be getting this information first and the average person being able to apply to be in a seminar or a class to learn about this stuff. So that, so that is just one thing, what difference of approach I would have had with that situation. But nevertheless, it is a brilliant thing that the medical cannabis is trying to achieve through um, collaboration with UB. Yeah, definitely agree there, man. Definitely agree. It's, it's not just medical cannabis because it's a universal plant. It's funny that yeah, we always miss out on the other aspects of it and only focus firstly on the medical component of it, but it's a universal um, herb. Going back and dealing with the company itself, I know that you initially would have made mention that you all are planning on expanding your, your reach food into other CARICOM states and assisting others. Have you all begun the process in doing so or it's still in the works? Well, both. We we have continued our communication with entities within St. Vincent, for example, which is a, which is for us a very um a very promising market. Um, so we've continued to make communications with uh, potentials, but nothing has been written in stone. Nothing has been you know contractualized. Um, but, but still, we we really we really do engage in um conversing and planning potential partnerships in the future for um companies within within Caricom for sure. We're looking at a very slow approach though to this to this expansion because we don't want to we don't want to do this wrong. Even though failure is an opportunity to learn, we still can appreciate that perfect execution or right? or good execution. If it takes a bit more time, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a problem. So our our patience within that aspect of our business is there, but also our potential is there and growing. So thank you for that brilliant question. Thank you. So we 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 do see a diverse diversified market with it when it relates to our presence, specifically in places like Saint Vincent and very close islands to Barbados. I love you, man. Martin, I must ask, as a person who have been communicating with a lot of what we could call veterans in the cannabis game, yeah, your man well versed in your dealings and your operations. As as a youth personally, how how has it been? Travels in this this new landscape, not just for for your country, but for the region as a as a whole. How how does it feel to be at the helm of an organization such as this? It's a blessing. That's what I'm going to start by saying, man. It's a true blessing because everyone is looking for a way to help 
their society a way to help their region and their people. And, you know, this is a very fortunate situation for me to be in. Um, what I will say about, about the Inshana Hall is that there's been brilliant, brilliant reception from the international cannabis community for our, for our business who will rely on them for a multitude of different things. As, as spearhead our own initiatives, we, we do rely on, on, on international, um, companies and we have had brilliant receptions with them so far. And as it stands, we were even in the final stages of, at, I think, two or three manufacturers to be the regional distributor for those brands. And that just goes to show you that, that they are, that not only do we locals believe in our own, in our own market, but multinationals believe in our own market. Which, yes, it's a beautiful thing. Multinationals are beautiful, but it's just the idea that this is being so well um, digested by the people and, and digested by, by the entity. So that's been that's been the, the highlight of the entire process, which is that those gaining those connections with the the necessary entities, whether that be regionally, as I said, with the the companies in Saint Vincent that we that we converse with, and internationally, whether that be with the, equipment manufacturers or even um, other type of retailers or even consulting firms or even uh, or even data data driven um, businesses so business underneath the data analytics um, market you know it's been a, it's been a very brilliant it's been a very brilliant reception and I'm very blessed to be to be able to display my passion through this this wonderful entity hemp technology solutions yeah man awesome it's always it's always great to start it, put your passion and be humble and use humility behind what you're doing. That's what gets you um further in the industry or just in life generally. Having both humility and understanding that what you're you're allowed to use your passion to assist and benefit your, your society. So that that's great to see, man. What would be what is a piece of advice that you would offer, especially to the young people who are a bit skeptical of joining the, the cannabis industry whether it be medically or spiritually or just generally generally okay with that i'm going to give a brief backstory into my approach to finding out and learning what i need to know about the medical cannabis industry um if that's all right by you yeah man you go ahead all right, wonderful man so with, with my journey we started off i started off with curiosity as most of us will start off with and, you know, that curiosity drove, drove me to, you know, Google, not only Google, but also media, like TV shows, movies, um, et cetera, which may I say don't have a brilliant representation of what cannabis use and what cannabis benefits are like. But, you know, that's that's the closest thing to reality that many of us who are who are more sheltered or more put, put um, shielded from that aspect of of life have to go through to learn about things. True. But. So through media, through, through, uh, going on the internet and learning. So as from curiosity, it went to education. Something that we, that we both have spoken about so much is in, in this conversation is how important the education is. And it's not just education based on your own biases. So like, for example, if you were growing up knowing that cannabis makes, well, being told that cannabis makes you tired, this and that. It's not just going on Google and typing in, does cannabis make you tired? And why does cannabis make you tired? You know, how long does cannabis make you tired? Rather than that, you type in, you know, does cannabis really make you tired? <laughs> Is it a strain that makes you tired? You know what I mean? It's definitely one of those things that, that you have to check your own biases to make sure that you're actually learning and not just reinforcing those negative views that you've had. 
you know, and hopefully that education can turn into intrigue as it did for myself. And that intrigue turned into uh, an increased hunger for the, in the information that, that, that really does help you on, understand and be calm with the topic of cannabis even to the point where i can you know you can discuss cannabis as calmly calmly and as fluently as you would discuss maybe your favorite fruit and why it's your favorite fruit you know um and from there you can look at you can either be obsessed with the with the field and and then try to find your way through it or you can then through your obsession or through your your intrigue find opportunity and through opportunity find what you resonate with you know, and that, and for me, that's how, that's the exact step of steps that I took. You know, I went from curiosity to education to intrigue to a slight obsession, um, <laughs> and then to opportunity. So, uh, that for every young person who is trying to find their way or find information on this industry, I, I, re- I highly recommend going through the processes that I did. And making sure that you don't confirm, but you check your biases to make sure that the information that you're actually digesting is factual and not just perspective based. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you, you more than answered that, that question, man, because as we were discussing now before we, we started, I, I shared the same journey of sorts, you know, started off with curiosity and you became more intrigued by it and not just to confirm your own your own biases, but also understand the, the differences and what what was not supporting your own bias. Because at one point in time, I thought that cannabis could do no wrong, you know? I just thought it was the, the magical elixir. I mean, I still believe that it is a magical elixir, but I, I changed my approach in terms of understanding how the plant can be used, how I could incorporate it into, into my life. At one point in time, some persons believed it was only through smoking the plant that you could activate its um, components. But we now understand there's a wide range of different methods of consumption and smoking is the least preferred method or the least advised method because smoking of any substance, as I always say, is, is not good to the, to the body. But we do, we do bash none of our cannabis brothers and sisters, how they make use of the, the plant once they do so responsibly. But yeah, definitely starting off with always um, educating yourselves and asking the right questions to actually better understand, support, or explain, educate others so that you're not just you're not just speaking off of the top of your head and off of he say, she say um, type of thing. So some wisdom that I, the listeners would benefit from, not just with, it, with cannabis, but generally in life as well. Before we get into this one, I just want to briefly mention like a small a small hiccup in our process that I think is very important to highlight because it even more even more so is reiter- it reiterates the need for more inclusion within the marketplace and more inclusion more education throughout society. We had multiple instances where not only our entity but um some of our sister companies were you know barred from doing advertisements for their not for their products um but f- just like infographics you know like what what typical pages may do to connect with their followers and create engagement with their followers Mm -hmm. we found that not only our company our company was targeted and i would say targeted because of when i finish it you would understand why you know so you're finding that your market and your you know your total accessible market is now shrinking through advertising because of you know the misunderstanding between you know 
these media platforms and maybe what you're currently doing. I mean, granted, I'm no longer, I'm no longer barred from, from advertising my products or my infographic posts, um, via the company's, company's, um, social platforms. But that only came after I had to type to them multiple times, explaining or reiterating that just because you see cannabis on my page does not mean that we're selling it. If you would take a time to simply read my caption, for example, or the, or the company's bio on LinkedIn or Facebook, you know, you would realize that, you know, just because you see a photo of cannabis on the page does not mean that this page is selling cannabis or doing anything nefarious. And that's something that I think that we don't get the benefit of the doubt within this industry for those sort of things, which I can understand why you would want to be careful, but just understand that this is also potentially damaging. So when you go about it personally, just make sure that you understand that this could be a hiccup that could huge dramatically um, shrink the size of market that you're able to communicate with. We've, we felt and came across some abrupt, you know, without warning and, you know, a unjust, um, censorship on social media for our business in, even though we don't, even though when we targeted our ads, we make sure to target people over the age of, of 18, you know, who are adults and who are capable of making these decisions and being objective about certain things. So I just want to let people know who are also part of the industry that that's something to look out for, especially if you're a startup and don't be discouraged by that. You know, to simply make sure that you stand your ground and you make sure to be clear and, and precise in how you describe your business to these, to these, um, these reviewers who hopefully would give you the fair and just treatment as every other entity on the, on the apps are given. Yeah. The, that's one of the huge problems a lot of persons have with using social media as it comes to, um, cannabis marketing education is that there's a lot of censorship. And if you actually go into your, settings itself and um, what instagram does i know um, specifically they actually automatically limit the type of content that you could see on your page so persons who probably following your page etc unless they have that um censorship open a lot of your content may be stifled because of that and i, I don't understand what's the the reason especially when a lot of the times it's more mainly education and not that actually using the, the plant persons get bad from. I actually remember um I was testing the testing the waters a couple of months back, you know, using TikTok and these different things. Um once you you can't even mention anything related to the cannabis. You can't really mention anything that may imply that you're referring to cannabis, nothing in your background. All of these different things, they will Either one, delete the video automatically. They will never post it. They may buy your account, which probably would have happened to you, as you will explain on Instagram. So it, it, it's it's something sad to see, especially when we are making moves to, to actually legalize cannabis, not just in our region, but internationally um, as well. You know, So that, that's something that one people need to be mindful of as you made mention as well as the entities themselves need to take correct this sooner rather than later so yeah so as as we begin to wind down we just like to get some personal trivia questions non-cannabis related so the first question we, we love to ask is is there a book or a quote that you always utilize or always go back to yes i cannot quite remember where it's from but i can remember the quote it says, do what you love till it loves you back. And that goes perfectly for the industry that we're in. Perfectly. Do what you love until it loves you back. 
that's that's a that's an interesting quote, man. Yeah, I I'll have to see which one I which one that quote is from. I'll do some research because it, it, for for some reason it just it's romance. Uh, <laughs> but I guess what we do as well could be compared to, to romance as it's our passion, man. Exactly, man. Yeah, our next question we, we love to ask, Sam. Uh, what is your favorite artist, music artist, or your favorite song? That's a brilliant thing. I would have to say my favorite art- artist is Mac Miller. And my favorite song from Mac Miller will have to be, I think it's... I'm actually going to take a quick dip into my Spotify here. If that ain't a problem, uh, no cheating, of course, but it's actually called Blue World. Blue World? Yeah. It is in your spot, Spotify wrapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But right, and the, the last question we, well, I like to ask um, in terms of your favorite food, and uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pizza fanatic, my brother. Telling you so. Love pizza. pizza, yeah. Favorite pizza. Oh, don't do that to me, boy. Don't do that to me. Because <laughs> if I say if I say anything with pineapple on it, I bet I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get roasted for that. Um, but now I put pineapple is a must on on pizza, man. Pineapple is a must. Yeah, I, I must I must have pineapple on my pizza, man. <laughs> uh, I like you. You're a good chap. Then I can say Hawaiian. Then if you're talking like this, <laughs> Hawaiian actually Hawaiian or barbecue um barbecue chicken. Which has one pineapple, I think. Okay, vibes. All right, man. Martin, it, was, it has been a pleasure having this discussion um, with you. Has been very insightful, educational, as well as inspiring. And I, I, because of, I feel it's because of um, the proximity in in age as well as our ambition and passion. Yeah, I've definitely felt the the drive and the connection, not just with you, but with Hem Technology Solutions and what you all are planning on offering and already offering to Barbados as well as um the region. Um we need more of it and it's always great to see persons such as yourself at the at the helm of an industry such as this. In terms of reaching out to, to you and finding out more about hemp technology solutions, how can persons keep in contact with you all? Well they can reach out to us on all social medias using our tag HEPTECHBB and that is HEPTECH with just BB on the end. On Facebook though you would have a period or full stop between the tech and the bb and they send you straight to our facebook page you can actually give us a call or message us on whatsapp at 246-253-5028 and we'll get back to you within 24 to 48 hours depending on your territory but i also before i before i give it hand it back over to you i want to say thank you prophet nazi for giving giving hemp technology solutions as well as myself a platform to advocate for the company as well as you know as well as connect with someone who is also an industry stakeholder in a very public domain so people understand that within our region there's there's a sense of cohesion cohesiveness you know a sense of unity when it comes to this industry we all want to succeed and we all want to grow the best bud and the most bud (laughs) so i appreciate thank you for that yeah, man, it has been a pleasure. It has been a vibe, and we'll definitely keep in touch and connect, connect more as the mission has really just begun, man. For sure, for sure. Hi, give thanks for listening to another episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Be sure to like, share, and follow to stay up to date with all the development and behind the scenes happening across the Caribbean cannabis community. Until next time. 
Remember to meditate and educate.